0: Carolyn Kozlowski, founder of the specialty cat e-commerce site, my3cats.com, and I'm excited to have back on our podcast show, Dr. Lynn Baer, DVM and founder of Desiru Toys. Hi, Dr. Lynn. Thanks for being on our show today.
1: These Thank shows... you for
0: having me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're thrilled to have you back. Now, I'd like to say a few words about our guest today, Dr. Lynn Baer, DVM. Dr. Lynn, as we like to call her, is a 1991 graduate from the University of Georgia College of Veterinary Medicine. Dr. Bear's inspiration was a special gray and white ball of kitten fluff that led her down the path of a career in feline medicine and behavior. Helping to strengthen the human-animal bond is her life's mission and guiding force, and her areas of interest in special care for felines include health and wellness, Environmental enrichment, hospice, euthanasia, and ending the, ending the practice of decline. Dr. Bear is currently the CEO of Desi and Roo, a company that designs, manufactures, and sells solution based pet products that enhance the lives of cats and their owners. Personally and through her company, she volunteers time and support to animal related charities and causes. She also serves on the board of directors of the Pandemonium Aviaries and the Fear Free Advisory Board. Dr. Lynn, is also parliamentarian of the Society of Veterinary Medical Ethics and is on the Cat Committee of the Pet Professional Guild. So let's kick off today's podcast with a very common behavior that our audience undoubtedly has experienced with their cats, scratching furniture. Dr. Lynn, can you explain the primary reasons that cats might do this, and in your experience, um, what's been your favorite way to uh, address this in your
1: own home? Carolyn, I'm so glad you asked. Um, Scratching is one of the most important things that I can educate people on with their cats. Um, It's an innate behavior. They were born with their claws. Scratching serves so many purposes. Actually, the primary purpose of scratching is it's a form of communication. It is a lot of how cats speak. Um, The way we text on our phones, cats are doing the same thing with when they scratch. Okay. And it is, they leave olfactory, they leave scents. On the objects that they scratch on their on the pads of their paws, um, they have uh, scent pheromones there, and it leaves scent. It's also a visual clue to other cats. Um, you might notice when a cat walks into a room, they will typically scratch on something, and it's like announcing themselves: "Hi, here I am." <laughs> um, Outside for cats that, that that go outdoors or live outside, um, it is they frequently scratch uh, objects that are on their path through the yard, through the neighborhood. Um, you know, perhaps it's a way that they find them them. Uh, that they mark their way so that they know how to get home or that they're announcing things to other cats, but it is actually a very, very important form of communication. And so that's the first reason they scratch. Um, Another reason that they do is to stretch. And so they dig their claws into something and then you'll always see them kind of raise their back Uh and, lean into it and um, I think of scratch posts being similar to a yoga mat. It is really difficult to practice yoga on slippery flooring if you don't have a yoga mat to stretch on. And that is exactly what what scratch posts do for cats is they allow them to kind of get a hold and then pull their body and stretch those back muscles. And so that's another important reason that they scratch. Um, You know, lastly, it does help them manicure their nails and keep them intact and keep them nice and sharp. And um, that's, you know, not as important on the list as the others, but certainly it is a reason for scratching.
0: I'm just wondering if you can give us a sense for what you think about vertical scratchers versus horizontal scratchers i mean do do cats do better on one of the two or should you have both or what's your opinion on that
1: Right. Um, I think that um, every cat should have a variety of scratchers. And so, you know, uh, just like with with um, sports and equipment, everybody has kind of their preferred brand or their preferred color. Um, cats are similar. They have their own preferences as well. And um, the more scratch posts you have, the better. Ones that are horizontal um, are great to pounce on and get on. It's like a log outside, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. a, um, that a cat would get on and then scratch. The vertical ones are like tree trunks or fence posts. And so having a variety of both of those is very important, um, as well as the texture of the post, uh, which is super important. When I'm counseling people, when their cats are scratching their furniture, I like to get to owners before that happens, but um, it's typically because the substrate that's on the furniture is more enticing to the cat than the scratch post that the person has bought. Okay. Um, typically, that's because they maybe have purchased a, a carpeted scratch post, which isn't really all that popular with cats, and yet... Every pet store sells those carpeted posts.
0: They do, they do, and I, I just, I, I, always scratched my head about that because I never thought carpeting was an ideal surface for scratching. Uh, me, that the sisal is a, a good choice because it's more durable, and the cats seem to, to go for it. <laughs>
1: Correct. And oftentimes what people can do um, is is take a piece of carpet and turn it around. The backside of the carpet is a substrate. We do like to scratch. Okay, well, that's
0: interesting, too. So, you know, on to um, another one here, Lynn. Um, Many of our customers um, have shared this experience with us. You know, their cats suddenly get a surge of energy late at night and they insist on waking us up to either play with them or to feed them. Um, I always call it their midnight crazies. What's mm-hmm. What's behind this behavior? And um, for those of us who uh, desire to sleep through the night without loud meowing or thunderous laps around the house waking us up, um, What should we be doing with that? You know, is there anything that could be done to alter this pattern?
1: Yes. While they cannot speak to us, we've never been able to really interview cats and find out the real reason why they do anything that they do. Um, I can only surmise. I tend to think like a cat. And so my answers are really coming just from my observation and, um, you know, my knowledge but I look at at the life of cats indoors and um, see that they're enclosed in four walls. We want them to acclimate to our schedule and our lifestyle, not theirs in particular. Uh-huh. And most people work and they're gone from work all day. And what is their cat doing while they're gone? They're sleeping. They don't have a lot to do. I don't have anything really to investigate. There's nothing novel in the environment and they're relatively bored. They don't have to hunt. And so they sleep. And then we come home from work and, and they're awake and they're interacting with us. And, um, you know, they're happy that there's activity in the house and that we're finally home. And then we go to sleep and uh-huh. we expect to sleep all night. That cat has been waiting all day for us. And then there's all night. And, um, you know, cats don't typically sleep long stretches at a time. In fact, you know, they're nappers. They cat nap. So uh-huh, uh-huh. it's normal for them to wake up during the night. And they have energy. If they were outside, they'd be roaming the neighborhood. They'd be looking for, you know, other cats um, that may be in heat, or they're looking to hunt, or they're hiding out because they don't want to be preyed upon. But they don't sleep 12-hour stretches at a time. So I think it's unrealistic for us to think that they should. Okay. Um And they should get up and they should have the zoomies and they should be running around the house. Now, that does not necessarily mean we have to interact with them. We can certainly do things like setting up a playground in another room for them, um, changing it up every night. You know, I like to take um, a sheet or we sell a thing called a magic carpet. I take that and throw it over a cocktail table and make a tent. That's a great idea. Maybe even put some toys underneath there. Or, um, you know, set up a hide some scented toys. Also, another product we sell is Silvervine, Cloud9 Silvervine. I will frequently sprinkle a few on some toys and hide them so that my cats can sniff them out, find them, and and then, you know, have a little bit of enjoyment.
0: You know what? That is great because it's win-win. You know, the cat... uh is you know has uh toys and things distractions available to him or her and they're happy because they're busy and then you're happy because they're not in your room meowing and so forth so i I think that that is a great solution and what's the name of that toy you mentioned the magic carpet
1: Magic Carpet. It's a sheet, a plastic sheet with fringes, and it's um, really fun. Cats love to root in it. They love the crinkle of it, and it can be wadded up and just placed on the floor, and you can put toys underneath it for them to kind of dig out, or you can throw it over furniture and create tents.
0: We've had a lot of success with that Magic Carpet toy uh, at my3cats.com, and I personally have spent a lo- hours <laughs> playing with the cats with the magic carpet toy. And it's a lot of fun for people to watch the cats as they interact with the, with the magic carpet. And uh, on, it's just so much fun on multiple levels. Uh, so on to something I know many cat owners have dealt with. Uh, a cat that leaves messes outside their litter box. What do you think could be the reason for this odd behavior? And uh, again, in your experience, Lynn, what would you suggest to help uh, cats return to using their litter box?
1: Yes, um, that's the probably one of the biggest issues that um, causes relinquishment of cats to shelters or rehoming. Um, Owners do not want to deal with a cat that does not use their litter box. So it's a complicated, sadly, yes, it's a complicated issue. To begin with, the first thing that I look at is, you know, an outdoor cat, the world is their litter box. They could go anywhere they choose to go. We keep them indoors in four walls and we give them a little box to go in. And we say, you have to go here, and this is where you have to use the bathroom, and you have no other choice. Um, cats need choices. They need to be able to pick what litter, what litter box, where it's located. And it's a, you know, it, it this issue could, we could talk for days about it. Um, but to make it brief, if a cat has used a litter box and then all of a sudden is going outside the litter box, That's a huge scream for help. That cat needs to go to a veterinarian first. Um, There's almost always a medical problem behind it, although not all vets find that problem. Okay. You really have to know cats. Um, Too many veterinarians that practice on dogs don't really know cats, and cats are not little dogs. And just because they didn't find a urinary tract infection, they tell you your cat is fine, when in fact your cat may not be fine um it depends if we're talking about urination out of the litter box or defecation out of the litter box but i would say a good percentage of these cats have a medical problem if this is a behavior that um has developed out of the blue okay now for other cats you know we do have clients who's His cats, you know, have always gone out of the litter box, Um, in which case you need to look at things like, number one, how clean is it? Um, when, when, When we go to a public bathroom, you know, women are notorious. If we open up the stall and there's a piece of toilet paper in the toilet or somebody's urinated and not flushed the toilet, we won't go in there. That would be me. Uh, That'd be me. Definitely. I won't go in there. And it's not like that piece of toilet paper is going to jump out at you or the urine in in the bowl is going to harm you. But we we are turned off by it. Imagine being a cat and having to step into a litter box that's small to begin with. It's cramped Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and Mm -hmm. it's filled with piles of refuse, you know, um, they don't want to do that any more than we do. And so litter boxes have to be clean. I, I don't understand why people cannot scoop two and three times a day. It's beyond my comprehension. Well, I think if you, but by not do,
0: yeah, I'm just saying if yeah. you put yourself in their shoes or paws, whatever, uh, you know, you should be able to understand
1: that. Yes, your cat should never have to step on urine or feces in order to go to the bathroom. Um, It is analogous to living in a household with, you know, two children and two parents and telling everybody that we only flush the toilet once a week. Right. Uh, Your point is well taken.
0: Thank you for your insight on that.
1: That and location matters, too. Um, you know, everybody puts their box up against the wall and there's only one or two entry points and exit points. Um, that's not how a cat would urinate or defecate in the wild. You know, again, the world is, is their litter box. Um, if there's multiple cats in the household, oftentimes, you know, unless they get along really well, uh, the litter box is one place where cats are often annoyed by their housemates while they're doing their business. Um, mm-hmm. And that will cause them to go elsewhere. Uh, things like, you know, as cats get older, arthritis makes it a lot more difficult to, to navigate that litter box and scrunch into that small box cats that are overweight um, it's similar to people who kind of need larger bathrooms Um, you know toilets that are higher up Uh, you know we we had actually replaced a toilet in our house a couple of years ago that was just it had come with the house and it was low to the ground and my husband is is six foot four Oh my goodness. You know, (laughs) yeah. Yes. yes, You know, it it was not conducive to him. So we we make those
0: accommodations for ourselves, but we're not thinking about the cats
1: oftentimes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and another problem that older cats have, um, or you know, I've seen it in younger, but any cat that that kind of has a little bit of constipation or if their stools are hard. They sort of have to walk around. They they need to move a little bit while defecating. Yes. And so they mm-hmm. may not always make it in the box. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, again, uh, lots of things to consider there. I think the, the the thing, the takeaway I got, though, is, you know, make sure that litter box is really clean so that they feel comfortable inside of it. Um <laughs>
1: That and to pay attention to any cat that's going out of box. Any cat that's going out of box is is telling you something, and mm-hmm. they cannot speak. Uh, you know, it's up to us as their guardians to really look out for what is the root cause.
0: Okay. Well, that that's um, yeah, that's that's a great point as well, and thank you. Uh, so, on to um, another. Uh, common scenario here with cats i've heard this one from a few cat owners Um, we all know that it takes time for cats to adjust to new surroundings as well as to new people and to new pets in their house Um, however what about the situation where uh, perhaps uh, a cat has been very very used to spending you know months years with their own human and then another person arrives on the scene that they don't know Uh, and then they start to uh, not you know to uh, be curious about the person cautious about the person and then it it goes from bad to worse they start being antagonistic towards the person Uh, what what are your thoughts about this type of situation and uh, what might you recommend uh, in terms of how to deal with it
1: An aggressive cat is a fearful cat. And most cats really like to avoid fights. They don't really like to initiate fights. They only do when they have to. Um, Most cats really like to retreat and not engage. And so for those that do, they're extremely fearful. And we need to address what it is that they're fearful of. Again, looking at the root of the problem is the way to solve it. And recognizing that that cat is, um, is scared of something, of that person. Now, I can pretty much charm just about any cat with play. And that's my solution to just about everything. Um, you know, fearful cats mm-hmm. have, a, have, have pro- trouble being fearful when they're playing. And so I recommend, um, you know, when new people come in that, that they are taught or they're given the tools to play with the cat, usually like with something like a wand toy, or when they come in, they bring the cat a treat so that they're always associated with um, being something good.
0: Sure. Yeah. That the, in other words, uh, sort of uh, glass half full approach, <laughs> be po- right. po- being positive about and offering them something positive, um, right. as, as a distraction.
1: And we know never approach a cat and cats love it when when somebody doesn't like a cat and they come into the house and they don't want the cat near them. That cat will always jump on that person and and rub up against them and want to engage them. So, you know, the more new people ignore the cat, the more likely the cat is to want to engage with that person rather than be aggressive. I,
0: haven't we heard that a lot though? I I've heard that so many times over and over again that people come in. These are folks that come that may come into our house. They don't dislike cats, but they just you know they're not cat lovers, and they right. So, but they're friends of ours, so you know we like to still um, you know have them over and everything. And they come in and they sit down and they don't pay attention to our cats. And before you know it. Our cats are in their face, like right like that, like instantly. They're over there and uh, they just, (gasps) and I often wondered why that is, but you just sort of explained it.
1: (laughs) It's so true. And the best way to attract a cat is to ignore it. (laughs) That's, that's great. No,
0: that's, that's, and that's very true. It's very, very true. Uh, All right, so let's move on to something fun. You know, Instagram has countless pictures of cats and boxes. You know, cats and boxes have an interesting relationship. (laughs) They like to jump in and out of them. They hide in them. They spend long periods of time in them, almost as though, you know, it's their latest and greatest discovery. So um, can you share with us
1: why you think cats do this? Yeah, so my viewpoint on this is a little bit different than other people's. You know, there's a lot written about that. Um, they like enclosed environments and things like that. I see it just a little bit differently. Um, I look at all cats as being young children. Um, you know, they're little kids, they're little kids at heart. And Little kids love climbing in cabinets. Little kids love squeezing themselves underneath things. Um True. Very true. I, you know, I remember being really really little and hiding under my bed. Oh, we all did and that. To, we all did that. Yes. Yes. And so that's my theory on the boxes it is that it's like a little kid, you know, you bring home a toy and they start playing with the box or they really like when you set the Tupperware, you know, containers all out or the pots and pans for them to play with. And little kids like boxes, you know, they'll take a box and they'll put it on their head or, um, you know, if you get a bigger box, if, if you have a refrigerator box or a washing machine box that comes to your house every kid gets into that. Oh yeah. And then they want to draw on it and then they want to play with it, um, and cut it up. And so I think cats are, are, I I think that's the, the reason that they're attracted to it. It's new. You've brought something new in, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you've brought something that, that they like the feel of cats, love the feel of paper and they love the feel of cardboard. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to jump in it and then jump out of it. You know, Lynn, um, and then,
0: your, your toy, the hide-and-snake that you designed and developed, that reminds
1: yeah. me of a box in a way, um, but it's exactly. better than a box. Um, yes, and that actually was designed not only to be a toy, but it was designed to be therapeutic as well because the paper does keep in heat so for cats that are convalescing, it's really good. Um, it is enclosed, so again, it gives that cat that that hiding space where they can see out, but they don't think anybody can see in. Um, it has a little bit of crinkle, and we put cardboard fronts on the on the front and the back. The entries are made out of cardboard so that a cat can scent it they will go and they will rub their cheeks and they'll say, this is mine. This is mine. I own this. This is my room. Um, The entire product was, was developed really um, with the therapeutic uh, and, and health benefits to it as much as the play.
0: Well, it's interesting because uh, just speaking from, a business owner standpoint, you know, owning the e-commerce site, my3cats.com, our, when the customers order this particular toy, the hide and snake, they order more than one. Um, I, I think that's because they probably either have multiple cats or they're thinking ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was the <when>, <laughs> you know. And, and, you know, when one wears out, they just replace it and it's, it's pretty simple. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, finally, uh, uh, as we come to the end of our podcast, uh, there's one final one, Lynn, I'd like to run by you. Uh, we've all observed that, you know, cats like high places. Uh, mine, uh, are very, fortunate they've got many outlets for climbing to high spots in our home all kinds of ways to do that including cat trees which are ideal uh, because they're designed for cats um you know i've often wondered why in the world do they like high places uh you know we 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 know they do and we accommodate them but why do they do you have any um thoughts on that
1: yes so i think um there's a There's several reasons. I don't really think that there's just one. Um, A primary reason, though, is the higher up they are, the safer they are from being preyed upon. So um, having a vantage point above the ground lets cats observe what's going on below them. And um, again, it's it's a way of sort of hiding up there. They can see when other cats are walking by, or they can look for prey up there. But they're pretty safe when they're high. So I I think part of it is a safety reason. Um, It's also fun to climb. And again, little kids look at jungle gyms. Look at look at, they they serve no purpose but to climb them. And kids love to climb to the top. So I think climbing is fun. I think it's safe. Um, I think it's a a total innate uh, part of their nature. You know, cats, cats on a hot tin roof. They're known to hang out on the roofs of, of houses. Um, Uh There's wild cats, big cats that, that hang in the trees. Um. And so it's, it's just ingrained in their DNA. Well, that's cool.
0: And um, it's, it's, it's great, all the varieties of cat trees that are out there, too, to accommodate their needs. Multiple levels and different surfaces for them to rest on or sit on and so forth. So um, at least these days, there are far more choices for our cats than there ever were.
1: I agree. One of my cats favorites is a window seat that suctions to the windows That's you know, above the ground and and they can jump on it and they can look outside. Um, I think every household should have a cat tree. I don't think you can, you know, be a good cat guardian without one. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Cats really need high places in which to retreat to. I have, um, two different bookshelves um, in our office, and I have cat caves on top of both of them. I, I put sleeping caves and, and beds and things like that um, all around my house that are high up, uh, either on tables or, again, on bookshelves, but it's definitely... I believe an absolute, along with places to hide, places to climb, places to scratch um, and ways to play are the most important thing indoor cats need.
0: Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's it should be a staple in every uh, home uh, where where there's a cat or two or three or four. Right. (laughs) 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 Uh, So anyway, um, that brings us to the end of our podcast thank you dr lynn for your great insights uh we know that our cats are truly family members so we certainly want to try to understand them uh in our household here uh, the primary difference between them and us is not that they have fur and we don't it's that they rule the house and my husband and i serve them and they know it (laughs) So, of course, yeah. <laughs> now, how did they manage to do that? Um, anyway, uh, we wanted to let our audience know uh, that you can listen to this podcast again or share it with your friends. It's uh, going to be published on Facebook, uh, our Facebook page at My3Cats.com, as well as other places. Uh, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor apps will have it as well. So thank you again for tuning in. Uh, we do have a special offer for our listeners today. So uh, just go to my3cast.com where we carry uh, all the line of Desi and Rue toys. Uh, place any order, uh, any minimum will do. And we're going to do something special for you. We're going to add a free Desi and Rue wiggly ball to your order. These are great little toys. You'll, you'll discover that as soon as you get one um just enter the code podcast all one word p-o-d-c-a-s-t at checkout this is a limited time offer so why don't you go visit my3cats.com right now and thanks again and meow for now